All right. Hey guys, welcome to Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Salette. And this is Kalina. And we are a podcast who reads and reviews paranormal romance novels. And uh, yeah, welcome back to th- this episode. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we are back again. Just like always, every two weeks. Always. Yeah, we're back. Every time you hear us, that means we're back. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what that means. That's exactly what it is. So a couple of new things. We've got um, new equipment on each side. We are still doing oh. our social distancing. Kalina is still at home. I am at home, but guess what? I'm not in my car today. <laughs> Yay! I'm actually in my closet because I had to use my new system. But with me is also my cat, Isosceles, who has a cold. So you guys might hear baby tiny cat sneezes, and it's <laughs> adorable. Super cute. Yeah, so he, hopefully does, this all sounds he, really good. Does he have the Rona? I was wondering about that, and <laughs> I've read that they can catch it. I have too. I've read about dogs getting it. Yeah, dogs. If they said dogs, cats, other house animals. But I don't know how he would have. There's... You unless, don't have it. Unless all four of us are asymptomatic. and That's unlikely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the kids may be, but a... I don't think both you and Dan would be. Yeah, I didn't think so either. So I was just kidding. He doesn't have the Rona. He, he just has a cold. <laughs> he does. He's super sad. He's not a cuddly cat. But last night he was all like, love me. Love me at three in the morning because that's when I need love and you don't need sleep, mom. So <laughs> I have. Uh, so Canelo sleeps in bed with us now because he's a spoiled <laughs> asshole <Yes>. and uh, <laughs> gets gets what he wants. <laughs> and at first it was really hard because he is super big and he would just push against both of us and we'd both like almost fall out of bed and it was like so annoying and so struggly and then last night i had like just an epiphany and i turned him into a pillow nice <laughs> and so now it's super fine because he's basically because i usually sleep with a body pillow but yeah. he's the size of my body pillow so i'm just like you're now my body pillow dude <laughs> Nice. So I just like throw my leg over him and I wrap him up and he's just, he was cool with it all night long. And I was like, sweet. Where does he sleep? Does he sleep next to you guys or at the foot of the bed? No, in between us. Oh <laughs> like, my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, oh, he's I like a third buddy. That happen. Yeah, he's like a third person in the bed. <laughs> he just comes right up in between us and is like, hi guys. <laughs> oh my God. That is so awesome. I know. I don't know how it happened either. Like you guys he, were really good about not letting him. So good about it for so bed. long, and then he had some. Like he had a couple of bad nights where he just pacing the house, and yeah. that doesn't affect anybody but me. Sure, Patrick doesn't hear it. Caden mm-hmm. doesn't hear it, and I'm just listening to him. Just all four of his giant ass paws. <laughs> Click 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 clack 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 just around the house and he always comes into the room and he paces the whole bed and he goes back out so I would like get up and see if he needed to go out he didn't and he just kept pacing and he kept pacing and finally I'd be like just get the fuck up here so I don't have to hear you pace anymore because I can't because I'm not sleeping yeah I'm just listening to a hundred pound dog walk around a house like on hardwood floors with his clackety clack clack nails so I think that's kind of how it started. He also used to get up 
Like, as soon as I would get up for work in the morning, like, when he was back out out on the couch, he'd see me get up and I'd come out there and I'd start getting ready and stuff. And he'd just come in and get in the bed with Patrick. So I think he got used uh. to doing that. <laughs> or, like, he will sleep with me on nights when Patrick's out, you know, like, at his car club or something. Mm-hmm. And doesn't come home till late. So then he stays in the bed with me until then. And then he'd get moved on. So I think he started getting used to being in the bed with either one of us individually. Oh, that's funny. And so, yeah, now he just, he's ruined and we can't not have him in the bed. <laughs> and now he's like, now I'm into threesomes. I love it when mom and dad are both there. Yeah, he does. But uh, luckily, uh, he puts his back towards me so I can hold him like a pillow and then he pushes Patrick off with his legs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, oh yeah, he's spoiled. Oh my god, he's the biggest spoiled baby in the world. He he gets so much loving. Spoiled baby. You could tell which side of the bed pancake is allowed. My whole side is completely covered with fur and mm-hmm. Dan's is pristine. Not a <laughs> single fur thing on there because he's not allowed on dad's side of the bed. Oh, well. That's a smart dog then. Yeah. Well, but I enable him because I love to cuddle him. Mm-hmm. I also use him as like my footstool. So like oh, yeah. he sleeps at the foot of my bed mm-hmm. on my side. And then I just put my feet on top of him. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he elevates my cankles. Yep. <laughs> get, a, get a nice like get the blood flowing through the yes. calf muscles. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> he is. It's good. He's really, he's really good about it. And then there's nights where he just like, hey, do you want 90 pounds on you? Okay, I'll sleep on top of you. Yeah, we yeah. can do that. Yeah. No, luckily, Canelo does not try to sleep on me. Yeah. I do. I appreciate that. He's he's a heavy dog, so. Yeah. And he's all elbows, so he's dangerous yeah. when he gets all on. bones. He's just, just all bones. Bones? Just pokey joints. bones. Joints. Just pokey, jointy bones. Yes. <laughs> he is. He's got no, no softness, so... <laughs> Yeah. I was wearing that same shirt today, too. Maroon. Just so you know. I was totally, yes, 100%. <laughs> nice. 100%. It was the second day I wore it. This is, this is my after work shirt, so I wear it as soon as I come home. I've been in oh. it all week. <laughs> nice. I have to be, I try to be very cautious about, or conscious about what I'm wearing because I have a meeting every single day with my team. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, wait a minute, did I wear, ah, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah, the joys of working mm-hmm. from home. It's hard to remember yeah. if you've changed clothes. It is. And you know what? Tomorrow's the last day that the boys are in school before yeah. Thanksgiving break. And then after that, they are home for the rest of the semester and doing remote learning again. So, yep. good We're, and bad. Because we've gone but. backwards. We have gone backwards, people. Hopefully when this comes out, everything's better because this episode doesn't come out till January. But... You know what? We said that same thing. That first... Oh, shit. Do you Are remember? we cursing this shit? We're, we're... <laughs> Look, let's not speak too soon. We... The first episode we recorded on a social distancing, I was in my fucking closet and recording at my other house. And we we're like, hey, in a couple of months, maybe this will be all past over. We're just going to laugh about it. Hardy, 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 hard. Uh, fuck past us. We didn't know what the hell we were thinking. But no. we were so hopeful. So hopeful. Well, I don't think, I mean, I by no means think it'll be gone by January when this episode sure. comes out. But I'm hoping, <laughs> given two months, we won't mm-hmm. be in the same numbers. If we're in the same right. fucking numbers, it's the goddamn shit show. If we're at yeah. 12% positivity for two solid months, like the entirety of Colorado will have gotten it. 
It's got it's so bad that our governor had to add an extra color to our wheel. <laughs> they like, I, I was so pissed about that, Taylor. I am I will never I will not forgive this. You created uh-huh. you created a scale and you created the metrics by which you would judge whether a county moved from one type of lockdown or, you know, one one set of restrictions to the other. And you had five, and you said, these are the five metrics that we're going to use. Once you cross this metric, you're in the next series of restrictions, Mm -hmm. so forth, all the way up until the the most serious being stay at home. Yep. Well, we all fucking crossed into stay at home, and they went, uh, new metric. There's a (laughs) new color. It's purple. It's after red. Red is just kind of stay at home. But we're not going to make everything close. And then if you guys keep fucking up, then we got to go to purple. Then we got to go to purple. Yep. And I was like, you guys can't adjust the metrics mid fucking pandemic. (laughs) New York City crossed into 3% positivity and shut their schools down because that is their metric. They're freaking out about it, but that's their metric. Is it a good metric? Is it a bad metric? I don't know, but that's it. And they're following their own rules. We're at 12 motherfucking percent positivity. (laughs) Yes. And one of the three major school districts still isn't closed. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) No, I know. I saw that too. I was like, well, that makes it interesting. No, it's just it's for those people who keep pushing back, keep pushing back and saying that, you know, they have all these other, they don't believe it. It doesn't, it's not right. It's not this. It's not that. It doesn't help with anything. Well, People dying from the sickness doesn't help with anything. So, nope. unfortunately. It does not. So, yeah. we'll see. Anyway, that was yeah. depressing and sad, and it makes me mad. <laughs> <sighs> so, should I give you a quickie? Yeah, let's do it. Do you want a quickie? You have one wish from a genie. What's your one genie wish? All right. I've already given all my wishes to this fucking world. <laughs> Yeah. I'm tired of being Miss America. Fuck you, world. Fuck you, world. Here's what I wish for. I'm going to take this one personally. I want, I think in all, <laughs> I think in all honesty, I want to be like five inches taller. <laughs> you guys, I'm not even five feet tall. I am as tall as one of the characters in this book, and she's a fairy or a fae. She's one of those. I don't remember. But that, and I'm only going to get shorter. I'm never going to get any taller. I want to be at least give me 5'4". I'll take 5'3". I'll take 5'3". 5'4 would be my ideal. I really don't want to be any taller than that. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I think that if I could just make one wish, even if it's silly, mm-hmm. and it was for myself, I'd even keep the weight I'm at, because then it would be a little bit more... <laughs> You know, like even on the on the BMX scale, be like, oh, okay, you're a little bit taller. You shouldn't be as <laughs> whatever. But you, um, you, yeah. you just you just said BMX scale. Um, yeah, because I also <laughs> ride bikes. <laughs> and I just I love it so much. I was like, yes, <laughs> BMX scale. <laughs> I knew it didn't sound right when I said it. Oh my god. Yeah, you know, I'm a half pint there and in real life. Holy oh, shit. So good. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. <laughs> good catch. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm, okay. What about you? First, I want to say, I think I'd be very entertained to watch you try to navigate with an additional five inches of height all of a sudden. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'd be the clumsiest fucking person ever. Into so much shit, and you'd be like, Everything. "What the fuck?" And I think it'd be funny, just a, just a little while. 
Um, what would I wish for from a Jenny? I would wish for what would make me super happy. Well, you know what? If we're doing physical stuff, I want to just I just want to be my ideal weight and not have to deal with that anymore. Yeah. I don't know what that ideal weight is and I'm not saying it on the podcast, but it's not what I'm currently at. Well, you should look it's, at the BMX scale to see which one. <laughs> see what the BMX suggests. Whatever for me. the BMX tells you is what it's supposed to be. And that's what I'd like to be. And I just want to like be done with it and like not have to deal with that shit anymore. Word. Totally. Just like you want to be taller and I want to be thinner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that even like if I'm taller, then I would thin out a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of, yeah. you know. Yeah. Takes care of two at the same time. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm I'm with you there. Yeah, that's I'm it. You. Yours that's is nice. at least realistic because we could work on that and we're going to work on that, right? Yes, right. In, a, in this new year that is already happening mm-hmm. around when this podcast has um, right. <laughs> come <laughs> when out. When this episode comes out, yeah. Uh, <laughs> mine is it's not realistic. There's no such thing. Well, <laughs> in Gattaca, taller. they made that one guy taller. Um, In South Park, they did too. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> We have two pop culture references. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for this week's episode, we read Jin, Jin Rebellion by Jessica Cage and narrated by Kenneth Tolls. See, si, senor. We did. That's what we did. That is what we did. I think we need to start off the episode. So I'll do the clits notes. Um, But I think a pretty large caveat needs to just be turns out maybe we can't call this book a romance yeah i think we've had other books in the past that haven't had sex in them so it's not even that there is or isn't sex whether that's determinative of its romantic um genre but there isn't even really a relationship in this book no so at least like you know i keep going back to um elliot james daring daring yeah like that first book there wasn't really, uh, you know, but it was a relationship growing between him and Sigurd. Second book, yeah. there wasn't. That's true. <laughs> We've read two of those series yes. and they really never came mm-hmm. to fruition in terms of a full-fledged relationship. But the blocks were there. The building blocks were there. Yeah, definitely. This is definitely more of just a fantasy, or like an urban fantasy book. Yeah, that's where it probably should have been put. There's absolutely I mean, no romance in this. There, so the story is, this is Jin, and that's his name. His name is J-I-N-N, and he happens to be a Jin, D-J-I-N-N, <laughs> but he is the Jin from Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta. Jesus <laughs> you know, the famous Atlanta Jin. <laughs> yes. Never heard of it? You know what? <laughs> Guys, don't don't make me explain that to you. ATL, bitches. Come on. <laughs> Those Atlanta gins. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, um, Aladdin. Aladdin. He's the, <laughs> the genie from Aladdin. <laughs> and so the story goes that after the whole thing in Aladdin, uh, when Aladdin dies... His wife gets the bottle. His wife passes it on to her servant, handmaiden lady. Mm-hmm. She keeps him for her life, but she frees him because she's yes. not interested in wealth or power, which is what almost every human wishes for. So she frees him. She wishes him free. And he's the first djinn to ever be freed. And they didn't know it could happen before. Yeah. So he's a free djinn. He 
has lost his wife. He and his wife were witches before they crossed paths with a really evil warlock who turned them into djinn. So they didn't always used to be djinn. In this world, all of the paranormal creatures have been discovered or have come to light and humans are pretty much done. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye, humans. You suck. <laughs> so <laughs> they're, the world's kind of carved up between different factions. Fairies have a land. Dragons have a land. The witches have Africa. Da, 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 da. You know, everything's kind of yeah. in pieces. It doesn't sound like it's very good for a lot of different beings, but some seem to have a lot of power. Like the fae and the fairies seem to be pretty powerful mm-hmm. and doing pretty well. There's these reptile shifters called slithers that live underground and they're they're not doing great nobody really likes them because they're not natural they were created by witches messing around with shit Mm -hmm. so that's a little weird um it sounded like there was a war and even nukes were used a lot of the land seems to be nuked it's not great the humans Um, started using nukes yeah well you know you can't kill a fucking dragon what you gonna do it was the one time that all of humanity formed together to come together united against another common enemy the supernaturals everybody's (laughs) yeah (laughs) so Jin pretty much just stays out of everything he doesn't side with any of the factions he even spent many decades maybe even hundreds of years living in his imagined world because he can manifest things he's a Jin. he has wish power so he can conjure up whatever he wants so he conjured up a nice perfect place that he could go live in isolation and not deal with the world He kind of got tired and bored, so he came back to the world and he's discovered that, you know, he doesn't really care that much for anybody. But all of a sudden, someone tells him that his wife, who he thinks is dead, he sought her out some time ago Mm -hmm. after becoming free and was informed that she was dead. Uh, Maybe she's not dead. Maybe she's captured by somebody or something. (laughs) So he now is on a quest to free his wife, the love of his life, Nataro. And his friend Mike, who's the king of the Slithers, he's a snake alligator shifter thingy, Mm -hmm. um, is the one who figures out that she might be alive. And he's trying to get a better life for the Slithers. So he wants Jin to help him negotiate with the fairies for a better life for his people. They go on a quest. A fairy comes along. They go to where the witches are and Natar is not there. The warlock, whose name is Daigle has moved them, and now they think he's got a bigger plan. So he steals the Sunstone and the Moonstone that have other names that I don't remember. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I actually only remember those two. As the Sunstone and the Moonstone. Did they have actual names? Yeah. Oh, okay. I know. Don't. It doesn't. I don't know. Uh, from So the fairies are powered by the sun, and so he steals the Sunstone from the fairies, and then their counterpart, the fae, are powered by the moon and he steals the moonstone from the fae. And then he has something where if he enacts some magic during an eclipse, he's going to steal all the power in the world and become the ruler, I think. <laughs> anyway, so he's not a good dude. And, and no. meanwhile, he's got a bunch of, of free djinn that he's recaptured because he made most of these djinn. I, I want to say that there are naturally occurring jinn in the world, but we didn't meet any. That's where I was confused about because I thought that jinn was a natural jinn, but then not. we found out that he was a witch. Yes, but I I thought that at some point they explained that Nataro was turned into a jinn and he was a natural jinn because she was never really as powerful as him, and he had um. Well, he was a natural witch 
and she was a she had to work at her witch powers. Oh, okay, so that's where my misunderstanding. So it was the witch part of them, not the jinn part of them. Okay, okay, I yeah. get it. So a bunch of creatures that previously had kind of been infighting amongst each other for power and dominion over the earth band together to defeat Daigle. Mm-hmm. We got dragons, we've got fays, we got fairies, we got shifters, we've got sirens, we've got phoenixes, we've got all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. And they managed to stop him from using that eclipse and the stones and I'm pretty sure Jin kills him. He like blows him up or? He, I mean, he says he's he's taking care of him and he is gone. That's what the claim is, is that he is. Spoiler alert, book six is (laughs) Daigle's return. So (laughs) I'm guessing Daigle comes back by book six. He really does it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But anyway, uh, Jin saves Natara. He gets her out of there. He's, you know, poof magics her back home. She wakes up. She's like, oh, Jin, thanks so much. I've been waiting for you to come save me forever. But guess what? I'm in love with someone else. Poof. Bitch, bye-bye. <laughs> the end. The end. <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs> oh, no. So that's that story. Yeah, no fucking kidding. Yeah. And then I actually, you know what? After that, I don't even know what happens after that because I'm pissed now. Well, after that, Mike shows up wanting help to save Priya. Something's going on with Priya. We don't know. Oh, yeah, Priya. Yeah, yeah. So the last thing we know is that Priya's in danger. But Jax doesn't, not Jax, Jin doesn't stop to listen so he doesn't know and if he knew Priya was in danger he would help but he's heartbroken because his wife has moved on yes who he's been looking for for we either think 10 days or 10 centuries we're not quite sure well how long <laughs> I feel like in the timeline of the book he's been looking for her for three days I think maybe four since since he found since out, he found she, out was alive. that yeah. she was alive yes yes now, she has either been captive for a month or a hundred years. We right. don't know. It's hard to tell. And it would help if we knew, but we don't know. And that's troubling. The timeline's very hard to, to mm-hmm. get because we know and we, because we keep getting it in flashbacks yeah. at different times throughout the book. So like you start out by getting his story of being free Mm -hmm. and then you get the story of him avoiding reality because his wife is dead yes and then you get the story of them getting married and then you get the story of how they became they got turned into jinn but what we never get is the timeline then of them being jinn and until they got free until he got free and then how when did she get free and then they get to spend any time together as free jinn or was she immediately captured right we don't know so I don't understand. No. It's a little vague on those those details. So this book was um I found this book really hard to follow. It uh, Um I didn't I couldn't follow the action scenes. They just were very short and uh, I didn't really ever know what was happening. And then all, the, all of a sudden at the end they'd be like, Ah, we did this and I'd be like, Okay, that happened. Um <laughs> I like the kind of subliminal story. Of we're using supernatural beings and the prejudices that exist between them. Like everyone hates the Slithers. Mm-hmm. But it turns out they don't even know what they really are. Like no one right. knows that they were humans who got experimented on with magic by witches and left in this state of being like half alligator, half humans. Yep. And had to live in sewers because they didn't fit in anywhere. And then as they procreated and had 
newer generations of Slithers, they became more like true shifters and less like human monsters. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but all the other supernatural creatures treat them badly, like second class citizens, because they don't know. And so so there's a lot of social commentary in the book about learning to get over prejudice and like figuring out what other like trying to see the world through other people's point of view and perspective and maybe come up with solutions that are more egalitarian mm-hmm. and so like the the fae who have been in power or the fairies that was also hard for me because in most books fae and fairy are interchangeable yeah and usually one's just a bad word for like fairy is a bad word for fae yeah i usually want to be called fae but now in this book no they're different things i mean they're similar but they're different Anyway, the fairy are in power, and they don't seem to care very much about things like the Slithers or any of them. And so, but the more time that Briar spends with Mike, because she they're both helping Jin the whole time. She's the second in command of the fairies. She ends up being fairy queen when when the queen dies. The more she's like, well, this isn't right. This, you know, right. the way you guys live isn't fair. It's not right. You, you know, scrounging for scraps underground, eating rotten food, never seeing the sun. That's not fair. And we need to do something about that. Yeah. Because the whole idea was that they overtook humanity because they wanted to run the world better. Because humans are bad at running the world. Right. I don't know <laughs> if you guys know that, but we are. <laughs> and now that they run the world... It turns out maybe they're not running it so great either. Right. So that was interesting. And I did like those pieces. But as for the rest of the book, I was not, you know. I think it it was hard to get into a book where one we're expecting to get into a storyline that follows the genre that we have been talking about. Right. We found this book in the romance, quote unquote, section. It's paranormal. It's got a fucking hot ass dude on a motorcycle on the cover. You know what I mean? Like we were ready for a sexy story about a gin. And yeah. there was no sex. We were there really wasn't ready. even any romance. There wasn't. Well, yeah, you look at the cover and you're like, let's fuck. That looks great. It, like, it, like yeah. we're going to get down. That's going to look good. He doesn't even ride his bike in the book. No. <laughs> he keeps like talking about it and like they keep showing it in his garage like he's like walking he to walks his garage around his and sees bike. it he touches it but at one point i was like oh he's gonna hop on the bike and and go over to this you know he's gonna fly with his bike right because he's a gin, right uh-huh. and then he didn't and i was like well what the fucking point is the goddamn bike <laughs> if he leaves it in the fucking garage all the time uh, that's where it was that's where it lived but yeah so there was all these expectations of sexy story time with a fucking gin and it just never came no and the whole book was super serious there wasn't any let up there wasn't like i didn't find any humor in any parts of it some of it was really hard for me to follow i think the only humor was when bruto and rosie were having sex and got walked in on yeah when mike walked in on them when mike walked in on them and and Bruto's pants were down. <laughs> that was it. And that was pretty was cute. It? But that was all, you know, not it's not that much. Just right, small right. piece. And so there was technically sex in the book. Well, two characters had sex off screen in the book. (laughs) Yeah. And then some a third character walked in and stopped it. So you know. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's the sex scene, you guys. We just explained it to you. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I think I think it's gonna be 
a little challenging for us at least just to pull some content as far as dirty and sex goes to to discuss in this but you know well, i'm we'll make feeling it through. like it's coming in later books yeah 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 because the next book is just about natara so i think that one's obviously going to be maybe some about what she went through so we'll figure out more of the timeline basically and then probably who the hell she's in love with now <laughs> well yeah right because, so yeah she's like i'm sorry i'm not in love with you anymore we can't be together anymore well we want to know one how while she was captured and in, in, in you know, i don't know if she was enslaved but she was in she was captured by daigle daigle is the one who had her when she had time to beat somebody, when she had time to fall in love with them, and if she ever had any chance to fucking sex with him. So we just, <laughs> and I'm sure that comes out in the book. I don't, can't remember for certain, but I feel as if she didn't ever say she wasn't in love with Jin. She just said she was in a new relationship and she couldn't betray him. So I'm wondering if in book two, maybe that falls yeah, apart I mean, she, she ends up say- back with Jin. I think she does say she is in love with someone else, but you're right. She doesn't say I'm not in love with you, but yeah, I think, I think there's a, there's a, there's a small chance, but I also thought throughout this book that Jin would be more suited with Priya. I thought so too. I thought thought there was, I mean, I do think he treats her too young and I know she was young when he met met her, but she's a fae, which means she's immortal. So fucking, well, I guess not because fairies keep dying. So yeah, just long live. Let's say long live, not immortal. (laughs) Yeah. They can live forever unless they get killed. (laughs) (laughs) But um, there seemed to be something there throughout the book, even though he was so focused on Natara. So I'm wondering if that's also coming. And then book three has two characters on it. And it seems like it's definitely about their story. So that better be romance. So I'm wondering (laughs) if we just, if the book's just too early in the series for the romance. Okay. Well, then in that case, I do appreciate that this is a little bit shorter than, like I said, normal book would take place. And we did listen to this on Audible, so it was a six-hour book. So to have to sit through this for 12 hours would have been a lot more excruciating. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds terrible. No, you're not wrong. I mean, uh, okay. I, the book was not bad. Like, I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. I want to be very clear because we've hated books in the past. Oh, we've like, hated we, many books in the past. We've hated books, like, books that literally pissed us off and made us mad. Nothing yes. made me mad. I just... No. I just no. wasn't as into it. Like, I really liked... Like, I was excited at the beginning when I figured out what it was because it's like, oh, we don't have to do any of the, like, meet cute shit. Like, I mean, how right. fascinating to have an existing, like, established love and to be saving her and i was super excited for that story and then i didn't really get that story well no we never got it and you're right that was exactly that was something that we've never had before it's always a meet cute it's always a brand new couple getting to know each other going through those first attraction note this one was about a dude trying to find his wife after finding out that she is not dead yeah and so that's the long lost love that's the love story yeah i was like it's yeah give the me rekindling that damn was what story yeah i think she needed to have been found at the first place and then the rest of the book should have been them rekindling th- like getting back yeah. to normal after like she'd have trauma like post-traumatic stress from being captured and shit and he'd have all this guilt and remorse from not having 
saved her initially and not knowing she was alive and they could work through that shit. And then the second, like the last two hours of the book should have been that and should have been yeah. us dealing with that. And instead we had to like go fight some more shit. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there were pieces. And again, like I said, I really enjoyed the social ideas behind this book and like, you know, using paranormal creatures to kind of discuss and explore social issues inequities. of like inequities <laughs> and prejudice and yep. bigotry and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, because that's Stigmas, they, yeah. all of that. Yeah. They they were doing that, but they were, you know, a, a fairy and a shifter and a dragon right. as opposed to like what we have in our world. Ethnicity. <laughs> Ethnicity and race. Uh-huh. And, and so it was a good way to explore that without it being as overt and yeah. as touchy so it was good but yeah at the end of the day i wanted i needed him to ride his bike more and i needed him to have saved her earlier and then to spend time making love to her and, and getting back together yeah and i would have been it happier was, <laughs> it was definitely a, a real big twist in the end when we find out she has that little talk with him and then literally poofs away and disappears and he's just like what just happened because she didn't even give him a chance to say anything i think all he said was what do you mean and then she explained and was gone yeah that was it she was gone crazy i was in the same boat as him i was right there with jen like what the fuck just happened what the fuck just happened i I mean and it is like that shit comes at like two minutes to the end of the book yes (laughs) like a minute and 30 seconds to the end of the book and you're like holy shit if ever there was a cliffhanger that pissed me off it was this one. But here's the thing, and I will give her this. Like you said, there's got there's there's definitely a story there. She could be bound by something because she was captured by the warlock that created her as it that made her a djinn. There could be some type of spell or she could have to like maybe she's lying on purpose to him to save his life and he later finds out or something, you know, or there's something she needs to do before she can come back and they could be a couple again. I don't know. And I'm holding on to that and hoping for that because he doesn't have any other love interest in this book. No. You know, none, none whatsoever. His target's always been Natara, which is great. But there hasn't even been like a a little flirtation or a slight, you know, fling or or something else that can potentially lead up to maybe a forbidden love that he shouldn't have with somebody because Natara's there now. But I don't know. Yeah. I guess we'll just have to find out. I know. It's, yeah, we don't know. We'll have to figure. We'll have to read inside. So. But I mean, like, literally, that's it. There really is not much more to it. No. So. I liked how, um, the, there's different. Unlike in other rules of magic, he can create food. Oh my god! Because like in all all the rules of magic, you can't you can make illusions of food, but it's not actually going to fill you because it's magic; it's not real. Right. But he feeds all the peoples. Everybody. Yeah, and it's so funny because the whole time I was thinking, as a jinn, don't you think you can create some type of wish or like make something happen (laughs) that could have got him to Natara quicker? Oh, a hundred and fucking ten percent. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely, the very first time 
after they okay after they went to the first location and she had been moved and he picked up her necklace that he had given her the crescent moon yeah and then we spend the next bits of time trying to decide how to track they're like well we need something of his because they're trying to track daigle and i'm like you have natara's necklace and they just like they go off on all these other tangents i'm like you have natara's necklace and and then like at the end he has her necklace and i'm like that you could you could have tracked her using her necklace you have natara's necklace (laughs) just just fucking yeah are you fucking kidding me just go to her location like you're a fucking gin yep yeah so i think this would have worked better if maybe he was a different type of paranormal creature like maybe a vampire or a wolf who can't just make magic happen because then he would have to journey to go find her and figure out all of these different put all the clues and all of that shit together to go find her but as a gin you would think oh there she is i've got her that but it did seem like any time that was an option jessica would write something like there was a barrier preventing it yeah <laughs> so like was. they could be a reason they couldn't magic into the first location because there were magical wards that would set off alarms yes so they had to keep walking through the maze of tunnels <laughs> and then the second time he reached her mentally when he was Mm -hmm. meditating and they talked for a while and then after that he could never do it again because he thinks Dangle put up a mental screen Mm -hmm. and you're just like that's convenient yeah definitely I kind of had I kind of had and now I don't know if this had anything to do with Kenneth who was the narrator or how Jessica written her story but when it came to the part where they first made contact when he had, when he was doing his meditation and finally got to her and talked to her tele, tele, telepathic wise, telepathic wise, shit, what's the word? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, telepathic wise. She seemed really surprised for the first two and a half seconds. And then that was it. She was just like, it was almost kind of like it was a normal day. I think if it had been so long and finally I could talk to Dan, I would be in fucking tears. And I know that she was like, I can't show or let them know that you've penetrated because I'm not allowed to tell secrets. This is the last place I remember us being or or whatever. So she was really trying to, I guess, hold it in or anything like that. But I, I don't know. To me, that was a telltale sign that something was wrong with Natara, that she couldn't so. express emotion. Exactly. And we had that very strong foreshadowing dream that Jin had, like at the very, very beginning, when he found out that she was alive and kidnapped. And then he dreamt that he got to her and she, like, attacked him. Yes. And and I was like, well, obviously this isn't going to go well. <laughs> I didn't know, like, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be exactly like his dream, but, I, like, that just basically set it up for, well, he ain't getting his life the way he thinks he's going to. <laughs> it's just not yeah. going to go down for him. Yep. So, should we do our kiss and tell? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do cool. it. So... I don't know. Do you want to do this one? I think you know the, sure. the story about the, the jealousy a little bit better than I do. I, can, I do. So once they figure out where Natara is and who has her and how big of an issue it's going to be, <laughs> they realize they need everybody. All the people they can get. So Jin goes to 
one of his last friends that he has. He has um another djinn that he saved his life named Bruto. And he lives down in Antarctica in an ice cave, hiding away. Seems to be kind of a theme for djinns. Once they get free, they kind of just go and hide. Yeah, they do. And so he goes to recruit him and he's like, let's go fight this big badass warlock. And the guy's like, no, fuck you. And he's like, but mm-hmm. he's got Natara. And then we have an inner monologue from him about how he knew that Natara would be the, the reason Bruto would come because he was really close to her. They were good friends. Because mm-hmm. there were times when Jin wasn't around and Bruto was there for Natara. And then there was uh, when Bruto's wife died, Natara was there for him, apparently. And throughout this little bit, Jin is talking about how, you know, he didn't really love the relationship between Bruto and his wife. He thought he was a little bit jealous of it. He didn't think they should be that close. And so I just was wondering, are you a jealous person? Do you get jealous of people in Dan's life? Like friends or coworkers or stuff? Or or vice versa, is Dan a jealous person and has issues with people who you hang out with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so I can tell you that in general and overall, I am not really a jealous person. I lack self-confidence in a lot of things. But in my ability to create relationships, I don't lack that confidence. So if I ever have an opportunity to, I guess, be someone's friend or to to be friendly with somebody, I think I'll, I would take it. And I think that if that opportunity were to happen with Dan, which it does, I'm not jealous of that. So I have had problems with some of his friends in the past where it wasn't really jealousy. It was just like, why are you friends with him? He's such a shitty person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So like that, or like if a friend would just hang around way too much and it's not like it, it wasn't jealousy. It was just like, you and I are married now. This is you and me. It's not me, you and this other person. Let's let's make it you and me. I have been super jealous of a fake girlfriend I gave him. I gave Dan a fake girlfriend. So Dan and I do this thing. And it's going to bite us in the ass one day. I just know it. But when we talk about, instead of saying, if we get divorced, we say when we get divorced. Because <laughs> we're big jackasses. And that's just how we talk. And sometimes I just get like really into my head because I create all these scenarios. That's why I love to write because I just put all my ideas down. But I made a character for him once and it was a girlfriend who had replaced me when we got divorced. And I was super jealous of her. She does not exist. (laughs) She is not a real person. There is no girlfriend for him. And I tell him all the time, I'm like, look, if you ever want to leave me, you just got to let me know so that I can move on and do my stuff too. And he's like, yeah, babe, I'm never going to leave you. Cool. Great. We're both on the same terms here. (laughs) But no, I can't really say. I mean, Mm -hmm. if he wants to go out with his friends, go out with his friends. If he wants to... Sometimes when he does go out with his friends, he'll send me a picture of a of him with one of the waitresses or something. And she's like giving him a kiss on the cheek or like he'll show me some phone number he got from some chick down. I'm like, cool. Hope you score. Because I know it's never going to like nothing's going to happen with it. It's all in good mm-hmm. fun. Right. Yeah. Um, and as far as his jealousy of me, honestly, I don't know. 
I think he is a little bit more than I am, but I don't know that I've ever given him really the opportunity to be. I am a friendly person, but I am also completely oblivious to when people are trying to be extra friendly. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. So if some guy's trying to hit on me, I don't see it. So Dan doesn't recognize that as an opportunity to be jealous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like, I can't be jealous of this dude because she doesn't even know that she's getting hit on. (laughs) So maybe not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a good one. <laughs> but you? Um, definitely not really jealous of people. And especially, obviously, I think like the older I get, I can definitely remember sometimes like in middle or like high school relationships and stuff where I'd be like, that's when you are like melodramatic and awful. <laughs> yeah. And like, oh, yeah. he's hanging out with her. No. Oh. <laughs> Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I don't. I'm not jealous about anybody. There's nothing that really worries me. One of my more recent relationships, not the current one, but um, he was still friends with an ex and she didn't want to be an ex. She wanted them to be back together. Mm. And I wasn't jealous, but I always thought that was weird. And the fact that he just continued to be her friend, I was like, that's shady shit. Yeah. Right? And it turned out, yeah, he was a shady, shitty person. So yeah. at least I saw it from the beginning. I just didn't do shit about it until later. So Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was his M.O. Like, oh, 100 fucking percent. It is always a- like mm-hmm. last chick is still around in the picture just mm-hmm. in case, you know, new chick jumps him. Then he can like he's got a rebound. Always. Yeah. Well, he that always- so pompous. He was just like, oh, all the girls want me type of mentality, too. Yeah. So, you know, but I even then I wasn't jealous of it. I just was like, that's not healthy. <laughs> it's sketch. It's sketch. It is. Because I was like, she needs to be able to move on. And she's not. That's unhealthy for her. Yeah. Whatever. But no, currently, nah. And I don't, he doesn't seem very jealous of anything, so. No. I think, I think we've all found, I think we've both found (laughs) our mark. And it's like, to me, and I tried to explain this to my nieces, it's just not worth it. It's not fucking worth it. It's not worth the time and energy that you put into these emotions. And I know sometimes you just can't feel it but or can't help it. But God, it's not. It's so, at least in the situations that they've been, so minuscule. One of my nieces told me once about some girl who went up to the guy that she was seeing and said, nice car. And she got pissed about it. I'm like, does he have a nice car? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, so why are you mad that some other girl came up and said he has a nice car? Maybe he should get a shitty car. You're going to ride around in a shitty car and some girl comes up to be like, hey, shitty car. Are you going to be mad at her for that? Or are you going to be like, yeah, he does have a shitty car. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. I said, stop watching these things that you were seeing on TV and all of this other stuff and learning from your other friends that this is okay because it just makes you like a a pitier person. You're just a stereotype and it just makes you just look so it just makes you look so boring and so like I don't know so it's just it's not worth it it's not worth those feelings and if you feel like that something is gonna come about some girl coming up to him and saying that he's got a nice car then you shouldn't be with him yeah that's a bigger issue (laughs) yeah like either you don't trust him and therefore what 
that's something going on there. If yeah. There's, if there's a reason not to trust him, then you need to investigate that or you have insecurities to work on. That's, that's usually what, what, that's usually what jealousy is at the end of the day. Yeah. It's just like personal issues and personal mm-hmm. insecurities and it, and eventually, yeah, as you get older, I think, I mean, your nieces are young. So I, yeah. like I just said, there were definitely moments like that in mostly I was not jealous of other girls. Like even in high school, it was more like any time he, that my boyfriend spent with any, like even do Doing other things like playing games. I hated video games because mm-hmm. guys who play video games don't spend time with me, <laughs> right? <laughs> and that's spending yeah, time playing video games. Yeah, and it's like, totally real. why do you want to spend fifteen hours staring at this TV that you played the same fucking game on for fucking ten days straight? <laughs> when instead we could be together. Right? Like, what the fucking point is this? <laughs> but obviously, I've calmed down about that. I don't care about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely when you get over you care a little bit less. And and I've told her I was just like, Why are you mad at her for having for him having a good car? I think if you were to blame anybody, it's him. Tell him to stop <laughs> having such a nice car. Damn you. And of course I'm saying all this just to be facetious because it's yeah. so silly. But I think that yeah. they just get and that's that that goes around to the other thing. What like this is the mentality that women have been bred into that we have to hate and compete with other women. It's, exactly. It's that other women are the threat. Yes. They're not. Aren't. They're not. Now, are there women out there who do try to be potsters and uh, threatening? Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Homewreckers? Yes. There are. Yes. But again, they have bought into the system that teaches us that that's the way to behave or like that's that's yeah. how we're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. That they have to go fi- that, that there's only X number of good guys. And if someone else has the good guy, you have to take the good guy from her. Exactly. Right. Exactly. If you find a good guy just because he's married, don't mean shit. Go get him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> No. And then at that point, when that woman does come around and she's like, hey, hardy har, I've got big boobs and long legs. If he decides to leave me for him, bye bye. See you later. I'm sure I can go find myself Jake Gyllenhaal. Maybe you weren't such a good guy anyway. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah. So at the end of the day, yeah, we should all just be like a little bit cool. Yeah. It helps. If anything comes about it, then you can act on it. But the world is literally falling apart. <laughs> as we speak there's no time for jealousy we just don't no. have time for that shit i mean there's so much bigger shit to do <laughs> so much more all so. that trivial shit not even worth it it's yeah not. it just doesn't it is it just becomes less important so yeah all right oh, cool. well that was that that was fun you know what we didn't do what we didn't try to find a fun fuck fact we didn't even attempt it no we just kind of scaled over it and said hey hey we're not gonna find anything <laughs> fun factory about i so here's the thing that i've been thinking about lately i've found quite a few really good articles mm-hmm. about like sexuality and like sex positions and women's orgasms and things like that that are super fun and interesting and i want to share them on our fun fuck frack fridays on our social media posts yeah but they are almost never related to the books we talk about. like i can't tie them in let's do opposite fun fact friday <laughs> or fun fact fun what is it i don't fun even know what it's fact. called anymore fun fuck fact, fun fuck fact. <laughs> when we can't find a book that's giving us sex let's Let's give you the sex with our fun fact fact. Okay, because I have like I have one I want to post about fun new, fun positions to try. Fuck it, I'll get. Oh yeah, mm. I like that.
Okay, it's from Bustle.com, and it's nine sex positions that can help you gain confidence in bed. Okay, I know that you don't typically, like, read it all, but you do have to tell us the nine, and then just a snippet of what each of them are. Yes. I don't even know what some of these are. (laughs) I'm going to draw pictures while you're doing it. (laughs) I was like... Diagrams. When I read it the first time, because I've only read it once, I was like, I'm going to have to go back and look up what these are, because I don't know what some of them are. (laughs) Okay. So, first one, I do know. This one's good. It's on top. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding. Okay. And two is doggy style. Ding, 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 ding. Favorite. And then three is weak in the knees. Is that like a Tanya Harding thing? Do I come in with a (laughs) a bat? I think it's sitting on your partner's face. (laughs) But I just had never called it that. I didn't know that was a name for it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Four is sofa brace. So it's like doing in doggy style over the back of the sofa. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And five is legs up. Okay. So classic missionary, but then you put your legs on his shoulders. Uh-huh. Okay. So they're like right up by your head. There yeah. <laughs> You're like, dang, I need some lotion on my knees. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And also to do more yoga. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've got a... That one's called I've Got a Cramp on My Right Side. <laughs> ouch, ouch, ouch. <laughs> uh, number six is reverse cowgirl. I can't do that. No. I have no coordination. I can't do it. However, maybe you could do the reverse cowgirl on the couch. At least then I could control where my legs go. Then I, I could... can see that. I could also see falling face forward onto the floor when doing that. Well, you have to put your feet on the ground in front of you. Oh. Your feet are on the floor. Okay. All four feet are no, on I, the floor. No, I was envisioning them up uh, kneeling on them because that's my only experience with reverse cowgirl. Yeah, and I just, I can't, I can't do it. If I don't have any, no, that's, uh, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, Go ahead. Try it. Everybody try it. It sounds fun. But I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Seven is spooning. Oh, yes. I like that one. Eight is the three-legged dog. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Hold on. I think that one refers to me and you since we've got Pancake and Canelo in the bed. Oh, shit. That's what I do with my dog? No. No. What is it? What is it? I don't know. It says that... it's standing so positions like this can be a bit off-putting especially if you and your partner have a big height difference but it's well worth the energy it's fun and it can come in handy in case you're ever having sex someplace where a bed isn't available but that's all it says about it so i don't know it's standing up with maybe with her leg wrapped around his okay like behind him yeah yeah, so that makes three legs two of his legs and one of your legs okay okay i don't know sure I told, I told you I didn't know what these <laughs> well you want another one sideways yes. straddle what I don't know oh 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 it's oh. apparently a tricky sex position okay so okay <laughs> so you're both sideways and you straddle him maybe so you're just fucking his hip <laughs> <laughs> called why fuck my dick when you could dry out my hip (laughs) i don't i don't understand that one anyway i figure 
that was fun anyway. That was worth reading. That was absolutely worth reading. Can I add another one? I'm going to add another one. I don't don't know what this one's called. But the girl is on top and his legs are spread open. And yes, tell me. It is the most confusing thing you will ever see in your life. But it's possible. And her legs are not spread? Her legs are not spread. Uh Uh-huh. And his P is in her V. They are having the sex. But he's on the bottom. She's on top. And his legs are open. Yes. Is she very thin and not have thighs touching? I mean, (laughs) I've only ever seen it in porn. So yeah, they're all very skinny. (laughs) The thigh gap? Okay, now I get it. (laughs) But, But even he, like, it's like they bend in certain... It's weird. And it it's not successful in our home. Just, it. <laughs> just so. that was not. We didn't I think, know. I think you do need some type of flexibility in order to do that type of position. But it's very interesting to watch. Okay, cool. It's very unconventional. No. <laughs> so, so this, is, yeah, the good. This is a bustle.com article by Michelle Hope. And it says it was originally published in July 28th of 2016. But nice. I think it was re-released recently. And that's, yeah, November 6th of 2020. That's how I ended up finding it. Oh, it's by Laken Howard and Carolyn Steber. I guess the other person's name I read was the sex expert. Oh, okay. A sexologist. Michelle. Cool. So I think that must be who they're quoting when they quote Oh, okay. okay. So okay, yeah, yeah, all of those sex positions didn't happen in this book guys (laughs) they didn't but the point the whole point of the article is like getting more confidence so trying things that you don't normally try to help you feel a little bit more confident in bed so we'll put up that article for it that's what we need to start doing it's just fun articles regardless of whether they tie to the book i think we we backed ourselves into a corner yeah we did with the whole like everything's got to be on theme yeah and then we got to like we got fucked (laughs) <laughs> and we're like, well, how many times can we look up fun fuck facts about, you know, like wolves and bats and <laughs> right? do gin exist? I, you know, no. We, we could fun. have looked up something about penguins. <laughs> yeah, penguins were in the book. I mean. Which was on. very disturbing, by the way. Actually, it was a little upsetting. Yep. All right. So we should write the book. Yeah, we should. All right, so what do you what do you think? Um, I think. Do you want to go look, on at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three, five. Five. <laughs> five, indeed. Yeah. That's right in the middle. Yeah. I mean, we can't rate sex. It's not in the book. No, it wouldn't be fair. There were interesting issues. And things, I do think we were hampered by the narration. Mm -hmm. We didn't, you know, say very much about it. Just not strong. It's not my favorite that I've heard. Yeah. And I just, I wanted more out of the book than I got. So that's why. Yeah. 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 Is it? No. I've hated way, we've hated books. This we don't hate. We just, it's not great. No, I don't. I I just didn't love it. I just didn't love it. Yeah. You guys, I didn't love it. Sorry. No, this is just another notch in our belt. It it but it wasn't it wasn't anything like those other books that we've rated where we're just like, oh my fucking god. No, it just didn't have strong content and Yeah. But there's nothing offensive. It's not offensive no, like some of the there other was books. Nothing. The narration so. was a little bit too fast for me, even as I slowed it down. But there just it wasn't enough to really keep me grounded. 
And honestly, we went in with this higher expectation or a different expectation and didn't come out with that. So I think that was partly our fault. We just, or maybe but, it's I mean, the person who put the, this book in the romance section, which is at least it this was book. on that. See, it was on a list and that's how I got it. So somebody did yeah. this to me. <laughs> the internet failed me in the some internet form. or Perhaps, I, I will say, because now I can't quite remember, it's been on our list for a while, there is a chance that just Jessica Cage was on the list, and this was the book I found of hers. Doesn't mean she doesn't write, she might write romance, maybe this just isn't one of them. Maybe I didn't right. get her romance books, I found her urban fantasy books. That okay. could be. I can't say for certain that this book was on a list, I'm pretty sure more likely Jessica was on a list. Okay. Of romance writers, and I maybe just didn't get the right book. Yeah. I mean, we can definitely throw her back on the list and see if we can find a different one of her books and see if we can hit something with that. If you go to her website, all of her books are paranormal, for sure. Okay. It's hard to tell, though, if any of them are going to be a little bit more romancy or not, but the other ones definitely are in the, like, every book you know, because she has two series, the Jin series and the Siren series. Okay. So, yeah. Sirens might be slightly more sexy, right? You know what? We're 0 and 2 for Sirens, so maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. So. <laughs> hey, maybe she'll surprise us and give us the fucking Siren Wait, we want. What was... I only remember one Siren. What was the other Siren? Which one do you remember? Siren Misfit. Atlant... At that... Atlant- she was a mermaid. That They were mermaids. Oh... We're 0 for 2 on mermaids. <laughs> we're 0 for 1 on sirens. Wait, we're 0 for 2 on mermaids? We had two mermaids? I only remember one. Well, because siren was, she's half mermaid. In si- <laughs> remember in Siren Misfit, she's yes, she's, she's a mermaid, mermaid and, a, and siren. a siren. And we didn't really yeah. like either part of her. Yes. Okay. And you're right. For me, I put them in the same category. I know they're not the same thing, but I do put them in the same category. So that's my fault. So mm. that's why I'm saying I'm, we're, we're 0 and 2. But okay. Yes. You're right. We haven't liked the water creatures. Let's just say that. That's true. That is true. Maybe she's got a kick-ass iron for us. Well, we'll see. I mean, not anytime soon, but eventually maybe. <laughs> no. Yeah. We're, we're still pretty booked. We've got stuff to read. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, with that, uh, what do we read next? What should everyone go out? And we hope you guys enjoy reading books along with us. Yeah. So what what are we doing? So next, and uh, this is super exciting because we're getting back into an author that we haven't read in a while, but we love and we loved Her Dragons. And that is The Rookie by Abigail Owen, who a million years ago we interviewed. That was a lot of fun. So hopefully you guys can get into that. I think at the time when we read her first book, it wasn't on audio yet, but this one is. So that'd be super awesome to listen to her words and get that in a different perspective. And it's read by two um, narrators. Brian Polino and Melissa Moran. Thank you. So it'll be a dual narration, which we haven't had in a while. Yeah. And I love them. I love the dual narration. I do too. Yeah. So join us for that. The Rookie by Abigail Owen. Yeah. We're excited. Yay. In the meantime, please feel free to reach out to us and... Uh, let us know if you, you know, disagree and you love this book. Tell us about it or uh, other things you want to talk to us about. We're on social media at Shh Dirty Books on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And that's Shh 
Dirty Books with three H's, or you can email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And you can visit our website at shdirtybooks.com, anywhere you can find podcasts, or most places you can find podcasts. And thank you, Jim Towson, for the music for all of our episodes. And if you guys can please go on to iTunes, wait, it, iPodcast? What is it called? I Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Thank you. <laughs> Apple Podcasts or anywhere you can rate and review. That'd be great. Subscribe and reach out to us. We would love to hear it. So, yeah. yeah. This is Selah. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Sh- Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Selah. Be sure to tune into the next episode. Some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.